Good morning. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Here, everyone has a story. And our Wonder Woman in Business podcast gives a voice to women who have a story that's meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories, or they share their stories, with the world so that everyone is aware and shining, shining from understanding their journey and what gives them purpose to move forward. Today's guest, I'm excited and thrilled to welcome Kathy Mott. Kathy is a master certified coach from the International Coaching Federation, and she is a woman who's passionate about culture, change. She is a professional executive coach and has a special expertise in emotional intelligence. That's just like a secret weapon, something that we all need to understand and be aware of. So I'm not going to stay stand in the way of this amazing conversation. I'm gonna go ahead and turn the microphone over to Kathy Mott. And I'm gonna say, Kathy, as you greet us today, tell us a little bit about your story, who you are, what you've been doing to get into this space, and then we'll just continue the conversation from there. All right. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for the intro. Oh my goodness, I love your energy. So <laughs> as mentioned, I am Kathy Mott. Uh, one of the things that I do in addition to being an executive coach, a master certified coach, is I'm also an author. So I've recently written a book on emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence is my passion. And um, the name of the book, the title of the book is called, Shh, Just Listen, Great Things Happen in the Silence. And I just feel it's so important for people to really take the time to listen to their emotions. And a lot of people are afraid of that space. So through my 30-day workbook, um, I actually talk about 30 different emotions, and I talk about the four quadrants of emotional intelligence, which is self-awareness, self-management, awareness of others, and then being able to manage the social setting that you're in. And so I talk about 30 different emotions. I walk through those four quadrants with each emotion, and then I create the reader, create the space for the reader to be able to walk through those 30 different emotions. And even emotions, there's a space for emotions that maybe I didn't walk through, that if you feel a particular emotion that you can uh, create the space to work through um, within emotional intelligence. So I am super, super excited um, about this book and creating this space. Um, right now, I'm working with a couple of large healthcare organizations um, trying to help nurses and frontline caregivers heal from some of the trauma that they've experienced during the pandemic, having wow. to care for COVID-19 patients. Yeah. So this is incredible because it's so timely, it's so needed, and it actually, I, I don't know how to say this other than say it feels refreshing to know that someone is driving this type of change, but how did you even get there? What is it that led Kathy Mott to this space? Where did you start? 
how did you even find this? You know, because this is like the pearl in the, you know, that's you're unearthing here. So how did you get to that point? What made Kathy Mott go in this direction? Okay. So many things are coming to my mind, but I'll tell you what really started me in this direction. When I was in my 30s, about 20 something years ago, I went through a bout of depression and I didn't know myself. Um, I married young, followed in my mom's footsteps, had three children right away. And um, about the time I was 33, 34, 35, I had this nagging feeling inside of myself and it was just empty. It was such a void, but I didn't know what it was. And so I'm working um, at a job and one day I come home, I tell my husband, I want to have another baby. And he says, no, we're not doing that. Because I wanted to go back to what I knew, being a mom. So then I quit my job and I said, okay, I'm going to see my children off to school. And at the time, they might have been 13, 11, and 9. Well, that Monday morning after I quit my job, my kids had gotten themselves up for school, made their own breakfast, made their own lunch, and was out of the door before I even got up. And I can remember vividly standing in front of the refrigerator door, opening it for breakfast and saying to myself, what am I going to do? Who am I? And the internal pain was immense but I didn't know how to work through it. I could not articulate my emotions. So I spent a couple of years in therapy, uh, getting to know myself. And so my tagline as a leadership coach and a life coach is, I am Kathy Mott. I'm the coach that specializes in introducing people to themselves because a lot of people haven't met themselves face to face. And the emotional intelligence piece is huge. And even now, as I sit with C-suite leaders, CEOs, chief nursing officers, they really have not met themselves face-to-face. And it all starts with emotional intelligence. And I consider it an honor and a privilege to be in that space when people meet themselves for the first time, because I remember what it felt like and the pain And I think being able to listen to your emotions, articulate your emotions, knowing how to decide, what do I want to do with this emotion? Like most people can only name four to eight emotions. If I ask people, I usually give them 90 seconds. Name as many emotions as you can. The majority of people can name anywhere from four to eight. But there are 34 thousand emotions that a human can experience and most people can only name about eight in like 90 seconds so my passion for emotional intelligence is all around helping people get to know themselves helping people to heal and really create that space for them to sit in silence what got me to healthcare is Um, My mom was a nurse. She graduated from nursing school in 1953. And my youngest daughter graduated from nursing school in 2016. Well, in just three short years, she worked through a pandemic. I can remember my mom telling me stories about um, nursing and some of the trauma she experienced. 
like her first assignment on the nursing unit was to walk a dead baby to the morgue. And she said that really had an impact on her. And she would go on to tell me stories. And I asked her, I said, mama, how did you deal with that? She said, eventually I turned my emotions off. And so my daughter, who's a nurse, a new nurse and working through the pandemic has had some horrific situations that I've had to talk her through and help her heal. And I got to thinking, I said, what about all of the other nurses and all of the other caregivers who have had to um, work in traumatic situations, watch people die without their families, move uh, dead patients out of an ICU room and turn around quickly because they have to bring another patient in. It's so difficult for them and they need a place to heal. And so I delight in the organizations that I'm working with, um, that they are creating this space for an emotional healing by teaching their nurses emotional intelligence. And then we do a 30 day follow-up book club meeting where the nurses come together and talk about their emotions and how they felt during particular um, trauma incidents with patients. It's been absolutely amazing. Wow, this is so important because women have been really struggling uh, with a lot of emotional baggage. I really was struck when you shared with me your mother's response. And I think many of us do that, turn off my emotion so that I can cope. Um, it, it brings me to kind of wonder um, that, that, that journey from standing in front of the refrigerator and finding that I don't really have a space here to getting to that therapy, that, that was, that's not a small journey to make. What is it that, or how did you kind of guide yourself through that? Was there someone who inspired you? Because we are not normally women or people who say, I need therapy and I need help. And that clearly was the best course of action. But what sort of inspired you? Did Was it a conversation that you had with someone? What was it that you had to kind of do to and for yourself to get to that next step? Great question, love it. Um, the thing for me with depression, because, and I know sometimes people find this hard to believe when I share this story, but I was 38 years old, no, 33 years old before I felt emotional pain. I hadn't lost a lot of people in my life. I had a pretty, good childhood. So by the time I got to this place of depression, I felt this pain. I didn't know what it was. I literally didn't know what it was. I went to the doctor, and the medical doctor, and in talking to her, and she says, I think you're depressed. You might be suffering from depression. All I knew was I had this pain that would not go away and you couldn't take a pill for it. Like if you have a headache, you take a pill, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it's gone. This lingered and it was very painful. So my doctor said, you might want to see a therapist. The first thought in my mind was, nobody's seen a therapist in my family. And do we even do that? Especially in the Black community, we don't talk about it a lot. 
I knew I wanted this pain to stop. So whatever I had to do to get to pain relief, that is what I did. And so as soon as my doctor, my medical doctor recommended it, I definitely did find a therapist. And I thought it was the best thing ever. It really created a space for me to get to know myself, to be able to articulate my emotions. Um, she introduced me to journaling, which I think is absolutely amazing. I've been journaling now for 22 years and I have all of my journals lined up in a closet. And sometimes I'll just grab one and go back and read where I was. I can see how God has answered my prayers. I can see how I've grown. It's just the most amazing gift that a person can give to themselves is journaling. I love that. It, that the gift that keeps on giving, especially the reflection, taking the time to look back. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, what makes you smile when you wake up in the morning? Um, but I was already smiling when you were talking about the journal. So <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll ask you this because we're not necessarily in the, the, the joyfulest of times or seasons, but what excites you right now personally? What is it that motivates you right now as you know from your living room couch uh about you know personally about you what is it that excites you i love this question so what makes me smile in the morning when i wake up is to know that my first client is typically not till 10 a.m so i'm up at 6 a.m and i have this rigorous self-care routine and so I sit on my back patio and my backyard has a wall of trees. I love spending time in nature. I'm a very spiritual person, Bible reading, meditation, journaling, exercise. I do all of that before 10 a.m. So my self-care, definitely taking care of myself. And I get to the point where I can just spill over into others. And so I want to be the best I can be for my clients, but also the best for myself as well. So I have this rigorous self-care routine, but it keeps me smiling. Um, I replenish mind, body, soul, and spirit on a daily basis. And I am just so loving nature. Like I feel like I'm a part of nature when I'm sitting in nature. And I also feel like there's so many lessons to learn in nature. Um, I think about how if you plant a flower and water it, it will grow. And then as humans, sometimes we get to the point where we're no longer growing. And so if this plant can grow and become beautiful in just a matter of months, then what should I be doing? You know, I am the height of God's creation. Shouldn't I have a regular routine where I'm nurturing myself and growing? So those are the things that keep me smiling. We absolutely underestimate the power of self-care. And you just really saying, you know what? I take the best care of myself so that I can show up as my best self. And I love the spill over into others. We often try to hold on to that good feeling. Just hold on to this is my secret. This is my secret weapon. When I first met you, I said to you, you are just channeling calm and, and tranquility and peace. And I feel it. And I, I, I can see that that self-care 
you have been really um, cultivating yourself to continue to be that ongoing resource, source of power, source of light and energy for other people. This is really great. So I'm like saying, do you have a mentor who inspires you? Is there someone or something? I know we talked about nature and you being that connected with it, that source of life and that ability to blossom when taken care of. But is there a, a, a mentor or someone who's been an inspiration to you in your journey? Wow. Um, I have several mentors, if you will. First of all, I would start off by saying my mom. Um, she was such a dynamic woman. She died eight years ago of lung cancer. Um, but she was so dynamic. And she left me... Um, a path to follow. Uh, she loved nature as well. She loved planting flowers. And I remember when I was a little girl, she used to make my brother and I pick weeds and we hated it. And for years now, I've had landscapers plant my flowers. This is the first year I've planted my flowers and have picked weeds and absolutely enjoy it because it connects me with her. I also have a mentor um, from the school that I went to for coaching. Um, she is my mentor. She's like a big sister, mentor, and coach. Um, I speak with her on a regular basis, and she's the person that, that pours into me. And I also have an old boss. Her name is Tony Flowers. She's my mentor as well. And uh, she just always believed in me. Like when I reported to her, she gave me big assignments. She said, but they were never too big for your shoes. So she always believed in me. And sometimes I'll call her now and I go, Tony, can you believe what I'm doing? She goes, I'm not surprised. So I think having people that believe in you, um, having people that inspire you by their course of life and their action, and then also having people that um, have walked the path that you want to walk and you can look at it and say, I wanna go in that direction, but I still wanna do my own thing and add my personality to it and who I am. And another thing I think my mentors helped me discover my gifts and talents because I didn't always know what they were. And so I would consistently hear about this sense of calm, my presence, what I bring to a room. And then I started to look at it and said, maybe this is a gift. Because often when you're operating in your natural gifts and talents, you just automatically think, oh, I'm just being me. And so a great mentor or someone that really cares about you will point it out and say, you're operating in your gift. And so once I found it and recognized what it was, I was intent on growing and developing this gift for the greater good of others and also to bring praise to God. That's amazing. And you know, it's it's so very true. We we experience multi-level mentoring. And sometimes we don't recognize how good it is um, because you have to let it in, right? And accept it. And many of us sort of rebust, I'm not that great. She doesn't know what she's saying. And and sometimes we we prevent that nurturing and support, we block our own road to discovery. 
right? By rejecting. So it's so important to let that in and, and accept it. it. It brings to mind a question I have because I've had the benefit of that, but I've also had the challenge and hurdle of a little negativity, or I should say a lot. <laughs> so I, I wanna ask you about maybe a big challenge or setback that planted its way right in the middle of your road to discovery and evolution and you know becoming the amazing woman that you are today. Tell us if you can about that time and how you worked through, around, under, however you got beyond it. Share with us if you would. Okay, I have um, two stories to share. So um, I worked for a large healthcare organization and they sent me to school for executive coaching. Um, I was training, uh, I trained over 3,500 individuals at this organization and coached 120 leaders. And they said, since you're doing it, we'll send you to school for it. And so I went to school for executive coaching. This organization began to send me around the country coaching their executives. And I got a new boss and she said, no more coaching. And she didn't even tell me, she went to the corporate office and said, don't send Kathy out on any more coaching engagements. Well, she didn't know that I was friends with the person that was um, coordinating the coaching engagements. So I had had several crucial conversations with this boss. We didn't click. Um, I didn't think she could lead me. Uh, I thought she might've been intimidated by me, a little bit of jealousy. And so I said, I could sit around and complain about her for years, or I could leave and start my own business. So I, my mentor from the school that I went to, Pat Barlow, I had a coaching conversation with her and she asked me, she said, well, what do you want to do? I said, I just want to jump and start my own business. And she said, well, what if that verbiage doesn't serve you well, just jumping? She said, what if you just lean into the discomfort? What would happen? I said, well, if I lean into it, I could always pull back. But jumping, I don't know where I'll land. So I leaned into the discomfort and I turned in my resignation that day and started my own business. It's been eight years and I haven't looked back. It's been such a blessing. And the other hurdle I had to get over was losing my mom. I lost my mom um, right around the time I started this business. And the most difficult thing for me in losing my mom, that was difficult in itself, but I couldn't find people who would allow me to talk about my mom or the process of grieving. So people would ask me, how are you doing, Kathy? And I would say, I'm sad, I miss my mom. And one person said, who even says that? You're just supposed to say you're okay. I said, but I'm not okay, I'm sad. So I started a women's professional growth um, organization. It was called Coffee with Kathy. And so we'd come together every six weeks. I just figured there had to be people out there who wanted to talk about real issues in life and have deep conversations. So I would hold these seminars every six weeks and I did that for two years and it was called Coffee with Kathy. And then once my business took off, it became CWC, 
change worth cultivating, but in my heart, it still means coffee with Kathy. So I was able to turn something so devastating to me, losing my mom into a business that worked for me, into seminars that work to help other women grow personally and professionally. And it has been absolutely amazing. That was amazing. And I love the fact that CWC has that dual meaning. Um, it's just showing us how you can actually keep moving in the same direction um, while you're growing through things. Yeah, yeah. right? So you didn't yeah. have to abandon the CWC because it started with such personal meaning. Um, and I'm actually blown away that people did not want to talk, but we tend to really be the, the surface givers, right? We, we, we mimic, we, we carry on the facade of, I am okay, I am strong, I am powerful. Um, but that dealing with that vulnerability, um, I'm so glad you were able to deal with it in a positive way because it could have been pretty negative. Um, and it turned out to be a fuel for you to, to launch your business in spite of the loss of your, your, your mother. I love the discovery. I love the journey. And you know, when you look at your daughter and other young women today, what would you tell them about their journeys? Um, clearly, you've had a very special one. Uh, you've dealt with a lot um, emotionally, uh, <laughs> taking you to that emotional intelligence piece. I'm seeing all these threads and how these dots are connected. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just amazed at where you are and can't imagine where you will go from here. But uh, as an organization that is so focused on helping women, empowering them and amplifying their voice. Um, that's my business, but your business is out there just really helping people overall. But for young women, what would that message be? What would you want them to know as they're at maybe the beginning of their incredible journeys? So thank you for the question. I would say, Take time to get to know yourself, who you are. Become your own best friend and become your own cheerleader. So many times we will build up other people and tear ourselves down. So if our friend makes a mistake and they're bummed about it, we'll tell them, it's okay, it's not that bad. You'll learn from it, we'll fix it. But if we make a mistake ourselves, we'll beat ourselves up. How could I be so stupid? How did I do that? I can't believe I did that. The same way you treat your best friend, treat yourself. It's like that uh, famous phrase, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Don't give more to others than you would give to yourself. So learn to really love yourself. Get to know who you are. Have great conversations internally with yourself. You know, if you've done a great job, I'll, I'll tell myself, Kathy, you really rock that out. And every time I facilitate a training, I'll take myself out to a nice lunch alone. So really take time to get to know yourself. Like be able to answer the question, who am I without your job type? So get to the point where you know yourself well, 
you can spend time with yourself. You find great joy in spending time with yourself. Know what your natural gifts and talents are. Develop those. And don't be afraid to learn something new and lean into the discomfort. It has been such a rewarding journey for me. That lean into the discomfort is such great advice. And getting to know yourself, I, I think we've all surprised ourselves, especially during this time, at the things we've been able to do, overcome, endure, the new learnings. I, like you, am a continuous learner, being open to, to learning new things that will help me understand where I am today. So we're getting close to the end of our discussion, and this has been a wonderful, enlightening conversation. Um, I'm so happy, Kathy, that you agreed to be a part of this discussion today. This is great. Um, and so as we wrap up, two things I'm going to ask you. The last one will be how will people contact you if they want to get in touch with you? But the, the thing that I want you to just sort of sprinkle uh, on this conversation is one surprising fact that no one knows about you um, that you want them to walk away with. Just one surprising fact. Okay, I have two, but I'll share one and I will share the one that I think will be most valuable to the listeners. So I, one of my gifts is I am an empath, which means I can literally feel what other people feel, which makes me great at my job. So I think it's so interesting that 90% of my clients are also empaths, but they didn't know it before we began our coaching engagement. So they're walking around in the mall, picking up other people's emotions and not knowing that they don't belong to them. So empaths can go to a crowded place and absorb other people's emotions and come home and feel like they're in a bad mood or feel sad or feel discouraged and not even know. So for 90% of my clients, Having this information, understanding what it means to be an empath has brought great value to them, has been life-changing for them. So I say to all the women who are listening, if you think you might be an empath, if you can pick up what people are feeling, do the research and get to know what it means to be an empath, because it truly can be a great gift. It's like a superpower if you learn how to use it and learn how to manage it. So that's the little secret I'll tell. And how do people get in touch with you if they would like to reach out? Okay, they can go to my website at cwcleadershipdevelopment.com. All of my contact information is on there. They can email me, they can phone me. Um, there's information about my team and the work that I do. Um, and a little bit about my journey as a leader and, and growing into this space of executive coaching and an author. It's cwcleadershipdevelopment.com. Kathy, I want to thank you for opening up and allowing us to walk through this journey that you've been on. It was 
a very rewarding conversation. I am inspired. I am warmed. Uh, I'm just feeling a, a, just an upliftment from the conversation that we've had. This was really great. I hope that you enjoyed uh, sharing your voice and your story with our listeners. And I know that there probably will be many people reaching out to you because they have connected with you in a way that is oh so special. Uh, and I know that your mother would be so proud to see where you are and what you have done with your amazing gifts and your determination. Uh, and thank you again for being so generous with your story. It will make a difference for many. Thanks, Kathy. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Natalie. It was amazing. I love your energy and this was such a gift. Thank you so much. Okay, everyone. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day.